This is Marky Mark Markellis from Soul Wizard Podcast, and you are listening to the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Welcome to the continued podcast adventures of Superhero Speak. But I think many of the people that love this character and that love superheroes in general have used these stories as inspiration to say, you know what, I'm going to do something good in the world. I'm going to make a difference like my hero when I was a kid. That is my fondest memory of it, because when, you, when you're doing comic books, you want them to affect people. Right. You want people to care. You want, you want to strike emotions. And I knew that that clone saga was striking a lot of emotions. Can you yeah. imagine uh, Pulp Fiction starring Goofy and uh, Mickey Mouse? I can totally <laughs> imagine that. You I'm sure somebody's written that one too. with cheese in France, Mickey? <laughs> what? <laughs> Boy, hell, with cheese, Mickey. Yeah. <laughs> I can tell. See? I, I, would, I would watch the hell out of that movie. Yes, I gladly saw, sacrifice that my, my progeny to you, almighty Marvel beast. <laughs> <laughs> but Neil Adams is somewhere going, hmm, it's, it's my time. <laughs> uh, how do you measure success? Hey, everyone. You're listening to Superhero Speak. And I'm your host, Dave. And I'm Virus Free. And John. <laughs> I'm recording from a new room, and I'm JD. Um, John, be, you know, be real quick before you say you're virus-free, because you kept saying that. And then... See, see here, here's the thing. I thought, everybody's getting the coronavirus, and I've never followed the herd before, so I'm going to do something completely different and catch a stomach virus that nobody's seen before. So, there you go. You had, a, that, stomach, you had a stomach virus that nobody's seen before? Yeah. I had, I had a stomach virus that put me in the hospital. I was, they, they literally drained two full liters of like fluids into me because I was so dehydrated. They were worried that I was going to like, um, like go into a coma. And then they, then they did a full cat scan on me. Did they just have a stomach bug? Yeah. It seems like it was some kind of really, really bad stomach virus. And it was, it was in my lower intestines and there was a. I, I did hear there was some kind of stomach thing going around earlier this year, so. I had it. I had a bad stomach thing round about mm, February. Yeah. yeah. But I've also heard that stomach stuff can be a symptom of uh, of the old COVID. I'm curious. Did they test you for that when no, you were in the they, hospital? They didn't yeah. test me, but I wasn't running a fever. Mm, okay. Or, Fair enough. Or if I was, it was maybe, maybe 0.5 or 7 degrees. But I didn't have any other symptoms at all. So they said it was just a stomach. They were worried it was diverticulitis or something Ooh. because of the, the symptoms. Yeah. No, I, when I went in, when I went in, I could I couldn't walk. I was I was in so much pain and I felt like I had a basketball in my stomach. It just God, it was horrible. I wasn't. I didn't eat for two days. I lost five pounds. But you know that's because I need to be different and and, and I need attention on me. Apparently. Did you- and then when were you feeling better? Uh, the day after I got back when I was on some pain medication and some this this med that they gave me for queasiness so I could actually, like, keep something down. Ah, well, there you go. And uh, and you're feeling much better now? Well, I was until I started talking here. Oh, there oh. you go. Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm, well, I'm, I'm back, so nothing else to report, really. Well, that's good. Hmm. Did you miss us? Not a win. Oh, please. Well, well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm wrong. JD, I missed. Huh. <laughs> Me too, buddy. <laughs> <sighs> uh, 
I missed you, Dave. I missed nothing without you. <laughs> Did you do anything fun this week? I got to meet my girlfriend's kids. Did they visit you in the hospital? Yeah, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> nobody's no, allowed. Yeah, Yeah, even a bumpkin town like mine, out with the Amish, they're not allowing anybody else in the emergency room that isn't like there to be like yeah. diagnosed. Yeah, no, there, no visitations at any hospitals right now. Yeah, so. they wouldn't even tell me if there were any coronavirus. Um, was it uh, patients in the place, oh, or if not. they, or even how many they knew of? Is that a HIPAA? So, that might be a HIPAA violation. Yes. Though, oh, that. very much so. I, I, well, it's between HIPAA, but, like, they wouldn't even tell me if they'd seen any cases. So, like, I don't know what what's going on with that. But, you know, anyway, so, no, I got I got to meet them on, on Sunday. So, it was cool. It was really cool. Did, did they like you? Well, of course. I showered them with candy and let them play Minecraft. Ugh. You're one of those. You bribe kids to like it. I wasn't bribing them. I was showing them the stuff that I liked, and they just happened to like it, too. Oh, okay, okay. No, it was cool. They were really good kids. Which, you know, as I'm saying this, I'm sure I'm, I'm sure my girlfriend will be listening to this, and will probably bring them over to listen. So, hi! Uh, anyway. How old so are the kids? 10 and 12. Dick, fuck, piss, shit! Now they gotta go. Oh man, now I have to now I have to tell you the canvas Oh well played, JD. Thank you, that's what I do. <laughs> well played. He is now we looking, tag explicit. He's looking out for you in Motherfucker. every way. <laughs> what, what, was, what was the guy's name again? George Carlin. I didn't know that you'd pull a George Carl, Carlin on this, you know. I would love to pull. I would I'm honored to be compared to such. <laughs> Uh, what was it? The twelve things you can't say on TV? Seven. Seven. Seven yeah. things. The yeah. seven words you're not allowed to say on network TV. Uh, so how about you, JD? You do anything fun this week? Uh, Have a good no. Easter. <laughs> uh, no, it's fine. I guess you know, it's the three of us hanging out. You know, just a whole lot of nothing. Almost, I'm writing another novella, which I'm trying to get finished. So. Well, that's good. Okay. Yeah, that's it. I mean, nothing. Nothing's going on. Really? I wonder why. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nah, there's stuff going on, right? Um, yeah, nothing. Pro, pro wrestling, for some reason, is still going on. Seriously? Yeah, the WWE has been deemed essential workers in the state of Florida. They had, uh, in Florida. <laughs> they actually had the um, their like big event too, right? WrestleMania. They had WrestleMania in an empty arena, in an empty building, not even yep. arena, just empty building. It was weird. They're trying to reinvent pro wrestling to be cinematic. Because there's no audiences, so they're wow. shooting these matches like movies, uh-huh. and it's really weird. For more on that, please turn to the Pro Wrestling Showdown this week with JD and regular Scott from Taking E from All vs. DC on all <laughs> on all podcast platforms. Well, that was smooth. That was unintentional, but I appreciate it. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, That's an interesting way of doing it, though. I mean, like every everybody's trying to find a way around the fact that you're not allowed to have large crowds, and that's that's kind of creative, I guess. I guess. Yeah, we just see how it works out. Well, they've been doing a lot of like empty arena shows. Like they're doing the shows like just in like buildings with no one there, and it's weird, man. I like see, it's it really weird. It doesn't work. I don't think. Oh, it doesn't because it's a it's a any sport, whether it's real or kind of real, um, uh, feeds off the audience 
energy, just like a concert. Yeah. So if there's no audience, there's no energy. Yeah, it's, it, I don't think it works. Yeah, it it's, just, it's, it's just they're, they're trying to reinvent it by doing these like yeah. more cinematic style things. And that's even weirder. Yeah, it comes well, off like uh, just two half-naked guys fighting. Well, it's it's also, I mean, like every all genres are having this issue. Like um, late night hosts, they're just like doing shows from their homes. Saturday Night Live did Zoom. Like the whole cast was on Zoom. Yeah, that's, yeah. Like, uh, that's I don't weird. know. I, I'm not watching any of that. It doesn't work for me. Sorry. It's like nah. <laughs> Um, well, but late night hosts are doing okay. It's but they like you can even no. tell like no um, no because it was funny. I was watching um uh is it tonight who's Colbert's Colbert? the Tonight Show yeah the, um, the, the late the late show. late late, late show. show there you go. I was watching some of that and it was like well number one he's trying to be funny and he's like in his bathtub and it's like he's got a laptop and it's like what bugs me is. Like, okay, he's doing it from home, but he has how much backing behind it? Like, they couldn't send him a decent camera and microphone to set up. Oh, he has one now. They, they, they generally ramping up. Now when he's doing the show, they've got, uh, they've got a, but, was it a, so like, a satellite dish but, on his front lawn? Like, it's my issue is, truck. my issue is, it feels like they're trying to be like, look, we're just like you trapped at home. Um, trying well, to do our they, job. But he is. Well, they are. They are. So, I mean, in this case, yeah. they are kind of like us. But but it's just like 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 you heard about Ellen was complain was complaining about being trapped in her you know multi million dollar mansion, and it's just like you know some people are stuck in a two bedroom apartment in New York. Yeah, true. You know. True. Yeah. So well, yeah, I'm not I'm not saying they don't have it easier. It's just that, but they but they are like to the point where like Colbert was doing a show. And he was introducing his dog, and his dog went over and yanked one of the cables and knocked one of the cameras over. So that's awesome. Yeah, I know, right? So being in, being in minimum security prison is still being in prison. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I thought, but I thought I thought it was funny that like some of them are even like modifying how they do jokes. Like um, John Oliver is used to is used to using pregnant pauses to get the laughter from the you know, yeah that that's part of his skit but now he's not pausing anymore because there is no audience to laugh well, exactly and it makes it's making his his uh stand up much smoother now it does throw up your <laughs> yeah well that's the thing though he adjusted like Stephen Colbert is still trying to adjust it's interesting to to watch how you know how the lack of um, the lack of an audience to feed off of and to wait and the the pauses they're normally used to giving for the laughter, you know how, how that's being affected. I guess what bothers me is that like it makes me miss David Letterman so much because you know he would be having a ball with this. He'd if, be doing if, crazy yeah. stuff. He'd be throwing think, light bulbs off his roof. You I know? think Carson would have handled this well too. Yeah. Oh, Carson definitely. Yeah, he that dude was unf- unflappable. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, I don't know. I was never one for Letterman. Uh, well, like, that's because you don't have a sense of humor. But, <laughs> but but I still talk to you, Dave, so I must. Oh. <sighs> Proof that you can snap on people that you don't, that you aren't actually sealed up in a room with all day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. yeah. No, you're right. My son is is very close to being uh, kicked out. <laughs> Dude, how is it with a teenager? Because the four year old can drive me up the wall sometimes. It, for the most part, it's it, honestly it's it's fine. It's just like he has a very uh, you know like like me and like a lot of my friends. 
he has a very sarcastic sense of humor, um, and he forgets sometimes that I'm his father, and he, you know, <laughs> goes over the line. But, uh, yeah, no, I mean, he's a teenager, you know, he's, he's happy to sit in his room and play video games. He, we just got him, uh, Persona 5 for the PlayStation, so he's been playing that. So, yeah, I mean, it's like John playing Minecraft all day. Yeah, well, no, I, I still have to work. Yeah, uh-huh, and you play Minecraft. I know. I, I have, I'm a software developer, too. I understand. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, that's about it. That's been my week, too, so. So let's, let's talk about our week on social media. <laughs> with our Nerd Madness updates. Um, yeah, our week with social media, which is basically the entire week because there is nothing but social media now. Pretty much. Um, so, we had had, uh, let's start off with, uh, we had done round three. I finished up, I'm sorry, finished up, uh, round one of comics and anime last week. And anime, uh, we had, of course, Darwin's Game versus, uh, uh, oh, Ascendance of a Bookworm. Oh, Okay. And John, any guess on who won that? Um, no. Darwin's game, like Darwin's game versus Ascendance of Bookworm. Uh, I don't know. I, I'd say Ascendance of a Bookworm, really. Ah, uh, well, you are off, my friend. Really? Uh, Darwin's game takes it at sixty-eight point two percent to really because Bookworm's thirty-one point eight. I mean, they're they're. Different types. I mean, they're anime, but they're. I mean, they're different genres. But wow. I guess, well, I guess that because Darwin's Game isn't even finished yet on its first season, but it's all action. Right. Ah, that's kind of sad, actually, because um, yeah, which, which means the it'll be Hooker was good. Uh, round two will be Demon Slayer versus Inspector and Castlevania versus Darwin's Game, and then comics mm. final round one matchup. Uh, was Conan the Barbarian versus Power of X. Guys, we have any guesses on that? Conan, right? Oh, yeah. 60, yeah, surprising. 67.3 to 32.7%. Um, wow. I was shocked by that one. D-Square That's... actually did respond with a gif of um, John Lovitz looking shocked, saying, I thought <laughs> this would be closer with Power of X having the advantage. Apparently not. That's what we call them upsets. Yes. Uh, Gorilla Brain Podcast said, we here at the Gorilla Brain Podcast do not, and I repeat, do not support any work of Hickman at Marvel. Wow. So. Our wow. Show. Yes. And uh, and we got quite a few votes on that one, too. So it's it's interesting that uh, it just shows that I, it, maybe it was a vote against Hickman. I don't know. I don't know why people have, have against him, but yeah. That's that. Which leaves House of X versus Blade Runner 2019 and Batman Damned versus Conan the Barbarian for round two. Interesting. We did kick off round two of movies with bum, 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 Joker versus Avengers Endgame. I was worried about this one. Were you? At first, yeah. I was too. There's a lot of people. A lot of people said how much they liked Joker. Yes, sociopaths. Um... We got a lot of votes on this one, and 
Endgame takes it at 75.1% to Joker 24.9%. Twas an ass whooping at the end of the day. <laughs> um, Random Randy Savage of the uh, Colt 45 podcast said, Yeah, Joker was good, but 10 years of holding your nut for one whispered assemble painting the garage with a very disturbing SpongeBob SquarePants kit. I need to step away for a moment. That was a little much for me. <laughs> okay. Was he, was he being serious, John? I have no idea. Um, the Gorilla Brain podcast uh, gave us a gif of Avengers Assemble. Joey from uh, So Wizard said Joker was whack. All right. That's well. Yeah, he did whack a whole bunch of people in the movie. So, all right. Uh, Ryan said Joker was highly overrated. Good film, but not all it was cracked up to be. And the Beastie Twins, or Batsy Twins, I'm sorry. Beastie Twins. The Batsy <laughs> Twins uh, gave us a Joker gif um, from the film. Uh, Summit also replied with a Joker gif. And so did Matthew. So they were obviously the supporters of the Joker movie. Um, maybe where it got its 24.9% from, I don't know. But uh, yes, it was definitely a, a butt whooping. Of endgame proportion. Okay, I'm back. I had to pee. Oh, oh, okay. Whew. Thank, thank you for sharing. I thought, I thought you were highly disturbed by SpongeBob. I was, but it would seem like the oppor- it seemed like a perfect opportunity to, you know, pee. <laughs> I, I, I'm surprised SpongeBob has that effect on you. He holds, he retains a lot of water, man. Oh, um, so that leaves, of course, John Wick versus Spider-Man: Far From Home. Uh, for our second roundup, and whoever wins actually, that will go against Endgame. That's Let's actually go a good ma- matchup. It is. So my, I'm I'm going to call it now. It's going to be Spider-Man versus Endgame, and Endgame will probably take it. I think Endgame's taking this whole thing this year, to be quite honest. I think that's the hot pony. Yeah, we, we, oh, whichever. Let us what? get to TV before we talk about who might be taking the whole thing. For round two, we kicked yes. off Mandalorian versus Umbrella Academy. Yeah, Mandalorian. Any, any guesses on that? Mandalorian, come on. <laughs> Mandalorian come on. at 71.8%. And uh, the Gorilla Brand podcast said this is going to be a bloodbath. And Ziggy said Baby Yoda. So, I don't know. A Mandalorian strong guy. Yeah. I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. That's going to be an interesting once Mandalorian goes up against... Um, uh, <laughs> I don't have much uh, confidence in the comics and animators. Sorry, John. Uh, Whoa. Hey. But if you guys are enjoying our our uh, nerd madness this year and you want to know any more about social media madness, well then here is D Square to tell you more about how you can join in. Enjoying the show? Want to be part of social media madness? Make sure you are following SuperheroSpeak.com where you can find all of the show's social media links at the top of the page. While you're there, you can check out old episodes of the podcast as well as some other great content. Check the site often because we are posting some great comic reviews as well as comic book and movie news content every day. Make sure and follow us on Twitter at Superhero Speak. And while you're there, check out the rest of the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. You can follow them at stars underscore geek. Geek World All-Star Podcast Network include great programs such as the Pop Prison Power Podcast, Cult 45, So Wizard, 
Fans on Patrol, the Gorilla Brain Podcast, and of course, Superhero Speak. Search for hashtag GWAllStars. You will not be disappointed. Now, it's back to Dave and the boys on Superhero Speak. Thank you, John, for those lovely, lovely words. Uh, it's so good that I don't have to say it every more week anymore. Uh, <laughs> on that note, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. All right, boys and girls, we're back, and we only have a couple of news articles this week before we get into our main topic. And um, the first is, they're all DC-related this week. John, I don't know how that happened. Um, well, there's, it doesn't matter. No matter which we talk about, there's almost nothing going on. Or um, barely anything, anyway. So Matt Reeves has come out and said that during the hiatus they have for filming right now, he's going to use this time to retool the script. But they have a quarter of it already... Right. right, that's why he's saying he's not going to do a total rewrite, because they've already, pardon me, filmed a quarter of it, and they've been going through the dailies for it, but uh, he wants to retool it. Is that dangerous, or is it just me? I don't know. I, I, I like the idea that they're finally putting some real time into it, because usually they rush these things, and, you know, the, the scripts are usually like, hey, I've got a, a done script, and, like, they might even try making changes while they're filming, but... If, if he's going to sit back, look at what they've already filmed, look at the script and maybe make some changes to make it better, you know, maybe even like, I don't know, for once in DC's life, have a continuity, then, uh, you know, then fine. I mean, I kind of feel like the the whole issue in art where it's like a lot of artists never feel anything is done, you know, that's why well, you that's end true. up with. That's why you end up with the Star Wars movies being re-edited three thousand times. Well, that's true, but they, but the scripts for these some of these movies, especially for the DC ones, they're all rushed. It's like he'll do they they've been scripting a series of scenes and then holding them together with like spit and bailing wire. Like like there's 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 no logical progression. So you know if if they if he maybe takes the time and fixes that in this one finally, then sure. Okay. I mean, I, and I get what you're saying, and I don't have an issue with fixing potential issues, but sometimes people see issues that aren't there. Um, and it's not like you can film any of it for, you know, a test audience at this point either. Mm-hmm. True, but I know, and you I don't, don't know. Art isn't made by committee, right, JD? Nope. Yeah. <laughs> not art, but most film isn't, like, corporate film isn't art. That's like... That's like McDonald's cheeseburgers. Like sometimes yeah. they're pretty good. Right. Yeah. Oh, just, only when you're starved. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't. Know. I can't eat them. So. And I yeah. have to. I have to think that anyone who is working on any kind of superhero movie at this point um, definitely has uh, feels the pressure if they have to. You know, especially in Warner Brothers and DC, because a lot of people, a lot of their movies get panned horribly, especially by fans. Well, with with, yeah, I mean. Because, yeah. Well, I'm just saying, I mean, I'm hoping that that doesn't... I'm hoping it's not because he's scared and all of a sudden he, like, throws in a bunch of stuff that doesn't make sense. I don't know. Well, see, that would be, like, yeah, you can go too far with that. Yeah. But it depends on the writer and whatever. I, I don't know. It's it, we'll, we'll just have to see. But it would be nice to see what 
a script looks like that's actually had some tender love and care and, and some thought put into it rather than just, hey, we could make this cool and this cool and this cool. How are we how are we gonna relate them together? Um, right. same background? You know, I don't Martha? I don't Yeah, yeah, it's Martha. <laughs> God. Alright, alright. Well, we'll see. I mean hopefully it doesn't hurt it too much. Uh though I guess on a positive spin, the pandemic has has been confirmed is not, I repeat, not affecting the Suicide Squad's schedule at all. Because how? Wait, 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 because they just... had finished their thing, and it has been uh, going through the FX process now. And since most f- uh, special effects are done on computer nowadays, that's a guy at home on a computer. So I, I was going to say though, isn't it apropos that a movie named Suicide Squad is not being affected by a pandemic? Oh God! Ouch! <laughs> but here's the problem: even if it gets done on time. You know, I mean, could it? Oh, I guess it's supposed to come out next year, so it should be fine. But um, well, it depends. I mean, it's not like you can show the the trailer in the theaters. <laughs> oh, True. Yeah. Well, they, I mean, it, depending on when it, when when it's a release date, because um, you know, until we until there's a vaccine for this thing, there there people aren't going to be wanting to pack theaters. They might not even be allowed to pack theaters, even even this time next year, unless there's a vaccine. I don't know about that, but uh, some yeah, summer 2021 is the uh, release, so we'll have to see. No, no month, just 2021. Uh, well, the article I'm looking at just says summer 2021. Okay, well, maybe by then. I mean, the time we're supposed to start vaccines. So. I'm kind of wondering if if things have been put up in the air anyway, because a lot of movies have been shifted around at this point, so maybe they're not holding to release dates. Just yet. Hmm. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, we'll, we'll have to see. It's it, it timing time. It's it's really hard for them to be figuring out what the timing is of anything at this point until again, until like there's a vaccine, at which point they can start saying, OK, so it takes this long to inoculate this many people. And, you know, then they can start running the numbers on how many people will be going to the theaters and then whether or not they should start releasing stuff. You know, whether or not they'll make the money that they want to at the theaters. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. That, that's all, that stuff's all up in the air. We'll see what happens with that. Right. It, it, that's what I'm saying. It's up in the air until they, until we know a timeline for a vaccine. Right. There's literally nothing anybody can do until then. Right. So. All right. And then. Some of, oh. There's a UK, there's a UK firm that's starting clinical trials on a test this week. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, I mean, it's a test, but there, there, there was also a company in uh, Washington that had started a test of a few, uh, a couple weeks ago. So yeah, but those are those are tests. It's not like they're going. I mean, I mean, you, the 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 day after you have a test and it it's it's negative, you could still catch it from somewhere. So it's again, yeah, there's but, no way. To- but the thing is, they they do they push once when, when there's pandemics like this. They push things through a lot faster than um, normal. Right. The thing is that a vaccine, you there's there's no way to push it faster. There's you can get trials faster. But no, no, thing, no, 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 like, no, no. Developing I'm, I'm, it I'm, is the problem. No, well, developing it, but I mean, it'll probably be it'll probably develop a lot faster than you realize because there's a lot <laughs> of research that they've got on this right now. So they still don't rest- well, developing isn't the issue. It's getting like approval. Like, right, but I'm saying. When, uh, like, if you look at the timeline 
um, from, uh, what was the last pandemic, the H1N1, uh, pandemic, the vaccine, they began testing, I believe it was in July or August and it was approved by October. So, I mean, that's, you know, because obviously, because people were dying from it and were getting sick. So yeah, like they, they change a lot of regulations when there's situations like this to push things through. So. They do, but you got to make sure it works. Yeah. Because like, the last thing you want is a bunch. Is uh, yeah. <laughs> Andrew joined us on the podcast. Yeah, we have a guest. Uh, a really yeah. guest. Yes, you don't want to have like like uh, lawsuits, you know, because things don't actually work right. Yeah, things don't usually work right. Thanks. No, That's right. no not hey, at all. JD what, JD, what were those words that you said after I told you the ages of my uh, my girlfriend's kids? <laughs> I got I got the headphones on, so he can't hear you. <laughs> well, I can hear him. You can hear him. That's right. <laughs> so yeah no but we'll see we've got you know we've got time yet um all right and the last little bit of news um this hits really close to home guys it's why i had to include it in a in a move that was very interesting warner brothers had released of course birds of prey early on video on demand and this past weekend lowered the price to buy it from twenty dollars to six bucks now um Ish. you know at which I had, wish I had saw that before <laughs> I saw this movie. Uh, well, I saw it when it came out, so I mean, yeah, yeah, too late, way too late for me. Yes, um, it was me. <laughs> so yeah, um, and it's interesting because they said that it. Uh, when you read the article, they talk about how this um, they pushed this through and it kind of changed uh, some of the contracts and stuff they had with these services. And um, oh yeah. And uh, it makes you, you know, wonder, like, you know, I guess if companies are desperate enough, they can do that. But is it a good move? You know, do, is it is it a good move to get more eyes on it or and figuring if you lower it to six bucks, more people are going to buy it? Well, how much how much did they gross from? Selling I don't know. It? Um, I don't. There's there it doesn't say how much they grossed uh, in this article, just the, that they lowered the price. Ugh, that sucks. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I. The movie wasn't going to do that great anyway. Yeah, I know. But, I mean, it, it, again, it goes back to a question I asked um, a couple weeks ago is now you've got, the, like when we did Bloodshot, now you've got this issue of um, the pandemic and them closing down the theaters. So our movie company is going to look at some of these movies and go, well, that's why it failed. It had nothing to do with it being a bad movie or you know, or are there going to be good movies that no one went to see because of this? And, it, you know, is that going to hurt them in the long run? I think both. Yeah. Definitely both. Yeah. I mean, how, how, how do, how do they not? I, I, I don't know. That, that's a really good question. Um, question I just got back. I tried to usher the four year old out of the room. Ah. Uh, oh, okay. Um, I hope the duct tape holds this time. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, marks. Uh huh. Zip ties are better. Oh, okay. Oh, I'll keep that in mind. Did you did you hear my question, JD? No, I didn't. That's why I said what was the question. No, okay, so repeating what I what I discussed when we reviewed Deadshot, uh, not sorry, Deadshot, Bloodshot, is you know you're gonna have movie theaters looking at two things now, right? You're gonna have movies that didn't do as well, but they might justify it as oh, well, it was the pandemic, people couldn't go see this movie, oh, yeah. so we'll go ahead with the sequel anyway, or you got movies that were decent, but didn't get an audience, and maybe that'll make them afraid to make a sequel. 
No, I think it'll be the latter. I think we'll get a lot more of like, yeah, let's not make a sequel to that. Like, I think the the big test that's going to be um, Atticus. Uh, what's that movie called? Oh my god, I was just reading about it. Now I just uh, Atticus. No, 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 no. Oh shoot, 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 shoot. The YA book that Disney that Disney turned into a movie that should be a franchise. I just drew a blank. Artemis oh, Fowl. Artemis Fowl. Okay, yeah, yeah. My my so, one of my um, nephews reads that. Yeah, they're they're super popular. But Disney Disney kind of banked on them as being uh, a potential Harry Potter franchise, but maybe not. So, but now they're going right to Disney Plus with it. So I think they're just kind of saying, well, here's we can kind of entertain people because all we got going on right now is Disney Plus. So they can kind of track the numbers on that, and if it does well, maybe it gets a sequel. Whereas not, whereas it used to be, you know, movie got a good box office, well, you make a sequel. I think they're going to be a lot more careful to make sequels now. Well, well they got to be careful because, right. uh, yeah, Harry Potter was lightning in a bottle. Um, Percy Jackson didn't do well. Right. The the Hunger Games did okay, and then what was the other one? Um, the, oh, there's the, a bunch, uh, the Maze Runner and. Uh, yeah, there was there was that other one with the woman the the woman lead. Um, oh God, Divergent. Divorce. Oh, version, yeah, Mortal yeah. Instruments, there's a bunch of them. And, like, they've been, there are way more misses than there have been hits, with that specifically. But now yeah. we're testing a different – we're testing a different market here. Is like – because now you've lost – you've lost your release, which is where you move, you make the bulk of your money at first to, to, to like, cover production, right? Mm. You're not going to get that anymore with a movie you've spent a lot of money on. So what happens? I really don't have an answer to it. But I think this means Disney's not – if I'm predicting, I don't think Disney's planning on making a sequel to Artemis Fowl. No, I, I I doubt that. Well, it's kind of sad actually, but you know they can't all they can't all be winners. But I mean that's the thing we don't know if it'll be a winner. Like if it's if it gets like insane numbers, like Tiger King s numbers on Disney Plus. <laughs> Tiger King numbers. Tiger. We don't want we don't want a kid show to have Tiger King. We we I I, I have a feeling we will be getting the Tiger Queen. Oh, oh you I mean like they might do something because people like that's kind of been a rallying point for humans during this pandemic. Isn't that sad? Yes, it's horrific. <laughs> but it's where we are. I don't like this world. <laughs> I don't like it anymore, guys. Can we can we stop it? Can we re- hit the reset button? Stop the Planet of the Apes. I want to get off. <laughs> <sighs> you know the old days when in doubt, reboot. Come on, it's time to reboot. All right. Now it's time for our main topic, guys. We all have seen... Uh, Birds of Prey and the, the fab ta- fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. Wow. Uh, yeah. So, as always, with our reviews, let's go around the room and give a quick non-spoiler reaction to the movie. And, uh, and we'll start from spoilers after that. Uh, since, JD, you are the most recent watcher of the movie, we'll start with you. Well. <laughs> it wasn't bad. It wasn't good. It wasn't bad. Okay. Remember I was talking about McDonald's cheeseburgers earlier? Yes. You know, <sighs> yeah. sometimes sometimes they taste okay, and other times you take a bite and you're like, where have I gone wrong with my life? It's <laughs> <laughs> kind of how I feel about this movie. Okay. I don't love it. I don't hate it. And you, John? <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's my reaction. That's about it. This is why you listen to this podcast, for these stone-cold takes of the two of us. <laughs> All right. Yes, yeah, so I'm being very loquacious. Um, no, it's um, – it, it was it was okay. 
I, th- I think it's going to be sunk by its association with Suicide Squad before. Well, it already and, was, yeah. And, you know, the fact that, once again, it looks like the execs designed the movie, and it's like, yes, it's Birds of Prey that you don't see to the last quarter of the, you know, what, fifth of the movie. <laughs> so, what's the point, you know? And, and, and once again, None of the characters match the comics. Yeah, none. So, you know, it's like, what's the point? They still don't get it. So, but the the action was good. The dialogue was, you know, better. The storyline was okay. If you, if, if, if it doesn't bug you that they once again took all the characters out of context, then, uh, you know, then it's, it's, it's something like I, I would sit down and watch this and I might, might fold laundry to it or eat dinner while I'm watching it or something, you know, have it on. Not exactly the background. I might pay attention to some of it. Uh, okay, okay. Thank you for your quick sum- synopsis. Um, yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> synopsises. Um, all right. So well, you didn't like my quick one. So I gave, I sort of expounded. So if, if, <laughs> if, uh, if, if there's small children listening right now, I, I apologize in advance. But when I was done watching the movie, I was like, what the fuck did I just watch? Um, yeah. Well, that's, that's usually your reaction to a DC movie. Oh, no, but this is, uh, this, <laughs> this was the, the, this was like the worst. I, I don't know what they were thinking when they did this movie and. Dave, you're making a lot of assumptions there. Oh, the thinking part. Okay. <laughs> Alright, so from this point on, let's talk spoilers. If you haven't seen the movie, of course, as always, boys and girls, uh, you can pause the podcast here, go watch the movie and come back and listen. Well, go watch the movie, then purge, then go if then you don't, come back and listen. If you don't wish to watch the movie, or you're waiting for our opinion to decide if you want to or not, I don't know. But here we go. Yeah. Alright, alright. So, wow. I don't even know where to begin with that. Alright, let's, let's, let's be fair. Let's be fair. Let's go around the room. Let's all find something that we liked about the movie. Um, um, John, what is something that you liked about Birds of Prey? It ended. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Something I liked about the movie. Um, okay. The, I mean, like, the action was 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 pretty good. Um, you know, it, it was kind of engaging, and it was kind of fun in some, in some parts. Uh, that's about all I can think of. <laughs> No favorite scenes at all. No, uh, uh, no jokes that you liked. Maybe no. Uh, the not really. No, oh. I mean they tried to make a thing out of the egg sandwich, but they made the egg sandwich that, look really disgusting. So they did. And uh, I don't know the the kid the kid looking at the wall and saying who's that um didn't really land. So. No, and then the, oh, the, the the ambiguous relationship between Black Mask and his and that one henchman. Ah. Oh well, that was one of my my big issues with the movie. Uh, yeah, was, no. was uh, the the um, the downgrading of of one of Batman's villains. But we'll get, yeah, Black Mask was a lot more. Not just Black Mask, that. the henchman was. Um, um, Big Fazaz. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Yeah, no, they they made them caricatures. Right. Yes, they made those two very much caricatures. So yeah, okay. That I mean, all right, so there it is. I mean, I that's as that that's, that's as kind as you can get. Okay. Yeah. How about you, JD? Was there anything that you liked about the movie? Margot Robbie's great as Harley Quinn. 
I don't necessarily love the material, but I think she gets the character, and I think she boils it down to the essence. I think she is great. I just haven't liked what they've given her to work with. And to be fair, she was kind of in on the ground floor of this one, so I guess this is closer to what she wanted to do. Um, it's a competently made movie. Like it's, I don't, I don't think if this was a comic film, I'd have nearly as many problems with it because it just doesn't feel like Birds of Prey to me at all. <laughs> like, like Black Canary doesn't look or feel anything like Black Canary. Cassandra Kane feels nothing like back the Batgirl. Like it just, it just nothing felt right to me. Like, and it's fine. Like, it's not, and I don't, I don't feel like I was the target audience for this movie either. So I don't take this personally. I think they were really trying to appeal to to women in their twenties, thirties, maybe even forties. So I, I don't think I was the target. So I didn't connect with the material. Well, but the thing was, like, yeah, they may have been targeting that demographic, but they were liter- they were purposefully targeting it, you know? Like, this is it. what we think they like. No, I mean, like, and I don't think that's, but I don't think that's accurate, because, like, it's got a woman director, it's got woman writers. I mean, like, this is literally, it was made by a group of women, filtered through Warner Brothers, you know, colloquialisms and whatnot. But, I mean, like, this is the movie they were trying to make. Yeah. I think it's way better than Suicide Squad. I'll give you on that. But there's things I don't like about it. I don't like how Zack Snyder set the color temperature for the DC Universe. Like, I don't like what they do with their color grading. I don't like the art the art direction and production design. Like, it just looks gross, and I don't like that. Like, all the even Wonder Woman has this bizarre color palette to it, and all these movies that makes me feel icky, and I hate it about those movies. That's so, just, yeah. Speaking to one one of the things you said, it was written by a woman. It was written by Christina Hodson. Yes, and I'm, she I'm, did she did Bumblebee. Well, that was a good movie. So yeah, so she's got chops. I mean, Bumblebee was no small thing. I think so. I think it, I, I can't. She, she must have gotten like they they must have interfered with this. I'm saying well, I think our, it was the DC Warner Brothers filter on top of the yeah. movie. Yeah. I think you're. I think you're probably right. I just don't think like outside of Wonder Woman, which has become more more of an anomaly every day. Like I just don't think these movies quite work for some reason. Like, and I don't. I can't put my finger quite on why. Well, Dave, Dave it's what Dave said. It's the DC. It's a DC like Warner Brothers filter. It's like they. This, even if this started as a good script, once they got through, once it went through those filters, it was not anymore. But they, I mean, like, like Margot Robbie really fought for this to be like DC's Deadpool is what they were fighting to do. Like she wanted it to be R-rated, she wanted it to be a little gross, the dirt, and a little bit more adult. And I don't know if that would have made it better because there's a charm to Deadpool that I think this movie was missing. And again, I think it's a big step up from Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad is the worst piece of crap I've ever seen. That's not true. Oh, it is. It's my least favorite comic book movie. Next Iron Man three. Oh uh, well, okay, comic book movie, right? But I'm sure there's. But yeah, I get it. So, so mm-hmm. what did I like? Um, let me think. Hold on, hold on. I'll find something. Uh, <laughs> oh God, yeah. I liked I the, the hyena, which was CG'd really hard. Yes, and, yeah, uh, oh, yeah, really bad. And it only showed up what a couple of times. Oh yes, and... yes, yes, yes. Um, no, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I liked Huntress until she spoke. I liked. <laughs> I kind of got where they what they were trying to do with Black Canary, but I don't know. Like she's probably the only redeemable character in the entire movie. Yeah. So I don't know. 
<laughs> All right. And then Ian McGregor, him and uh, Rosario, not Rosario Dawson, um, Rosie, Rosie Perez. Perez. Mm-hmm. Those two were in a different movie. <laughs> yeah, there's a tonal shift that doesn't quite click. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Rosie Perez is in a is trying to be in a hard nosed cop movie. She's a gumshoe. She's yeah, a gumshoe like in, in, in like an in like a like a hard nosed like. And they keep making that joke about her, you know, loving eighties uh, cop shows. And it's like, okay, but like, why is there such a shift whenever she's on screen? And again, again, Renee Montoya. That is not the character oh, Renee not Montoya. Oh, yeah. Not, not even close. I mean, first off, she's not that old. Second off, she made Detective. She's always portrayed as smart and and was you know a, a backup for Batman at certain points. Like you know, this this was just sad. Yeah, no. Nah, yeah, it, it felt like they were. It felt like they were trying to go for. The rejects. No, it felt like well, number no, one, the, expen- the expendables. DC number one, they were trying to give her a motivation to to betray the badge, which was horrible, and I felt like they were trying to go for that, like you know, misogyny um, is bad message and pushing it real hard because like there were no other female cops, uh, especially in the scene where she quits. It's all guys in the room when she walks out, and it was just like right, but the real the real. Renee Montoya, the way she's written, would have eaten all of them. Exactly, like that's the whole thing. Is like, no, she's like, show her as being a badass cop, doing a good job, mm-hmm. succeeding in a man's world. Not, you know, oh, screw this, I'm gonna go be a crime fighter on my own. It's, it, it just, it didn't work for me. Um, no, I agree. It just, it seems like they keep trying to do their own. DC keeps trying to do their own Guardians of the Galaxy, but they never quite find the heart. That made Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, I mean, I, you hit the nail on the head, too. It really feels like they were trying to, um, because there's this weird uh, fan comparison of Harley Quinn to Deadpool, so it really felt like they were trying to make a Deadpool movie with Harley Quinn, but... But you can't do that. No. Because she doesn't... She, sorry about that. All right, well, we'll put an edit point in uh, later. Edit point. Yes. So what were we saying? We were talking about Harley and Deadpool. Yes, yes. And how there's been this push to, to make her the new Deadpool of the DC universe. But it's like, it, unless he, she's going to do the same humor throughout the movie and talk to the audience and make jokes directly to the audience, it doesn't work. Like, but she, she's never been a character that's broken the fourth wall. So you can't really do that without, right. again, changing the character to something she's not. Right. Um and she was macking for the character in, in some of the scenes. Well, to be fair, narrating. Well, the palm in the Palmiati uh, Connor version of Harley Quinn, she does do that. She does break the fourth wall. You know, it's um very Deadpool esque. Right, and that's where a lot so, of that that crossover yeah. love comes from. And but if they're going to do it, then do it. Go for it. Don't back away from it. You know, like don't tease us with it and then back away from it in the movie. Hello. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, I'm with you. Uh, I just, yeah. Like, like, it's contemplating. Yeah, I mean, it feels like they gave she gave a wink and a nod to the camera twice in the movie. But the but the thing is that that's not her character. It's not the way she was written by Paul Dini and Bruce Timm and and so well, on. Well, to be fair, all characters change and evolve. Like, well, the, yeah, well, yeah, but if they're going to change her into Deadpool, a Deadpool, then that made that. But Deadpool that didn't start out that way. Special. Deadpool didn't start Deadpool out. didn't start that way either. Right. Yeah. That was Joe Kelly then. That it wasn't Rob. Well, yeah, but, but but when he started breaking the fourth wall, it was. I mean, the way he is now is kind of special, you know? It, I mean, it is. And if they it, try to change her to be that, 
that's not special. That's just copying. Well, I agree with you. Like the character that, oh man, I forget who created Peter Quill. I think was it Chris Claremont? I forget. Whoever created Peter Quill, that guy is not what Chris Pratt does. Right. Right. Yeah. And there's the, I'll even argue that the Tony Stark before Robert Downey Jr. was very different. So actors can put positive spins on characters and influence them for the better. And every character grows and changes and shifts. And, and like you can't you the Harley Quinn character is so different and has gone through so much than what Paul Dini created, you know, 25, 30 years ago. So I think this one is a little bit more like the Jimmy Palmiotti, Amanda Connor one. But I just don't I don't think they went hard enough. Right. Uh, Steve Englehart. Steve Englehart. Yes. Thank you. Who, who actually has also been a guest on this show. Uh, oh, my time. That's why I wanted to make sure I got, we, we, we mentioned him. Uh, mm. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just don't think, I don't think they leaned hard enough into that. Like if you're going to do, if you're going to try to do the, the fourth wall Deadpool, you know, the Malcolm in the middle thing, if you will, lean into it. I don't think they leaned into it enough. It didn't feel like they committed hard enough to Yes, fit. exactly. Exactly. Like, And that was the whole thing, too. Like, the movie was so uneven, it didn't know what it wanted to be. Did it want to be a superhero movie? Did it want to be a comedy? Did it want to be an an action movie, a hard-nosed cop movie, a mystery? Um, And 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 let's talk about the basic plot. This is something that, like, like one one of our biggest issues with a lot of the DC movies, or at least mine, is especially Batman v Superman is, I think, a perfect example of this. They come up with these cool things they want to see in the movie, and... They try to write a story to make those scenes connect. Yeah, they connect and it with Spit and Bailing Wire, like I said. This movie, a bunch of stuff happens to Harley Quinn. There's no real story here. Yeah, I agree. Well, here's my mm. number one question. Why didn't they just make a straight-up Harley Quinn movie? I don't know. I think they were. I think their plan was to go somewhere else with this, to like kind of introduce the Birds of Prey characters and build something with that. But... If you don't really give these characters anything to do until the last 10 minutes of the movie, like, you're not going to build anything. They could have done that and called this the Harley Quinn movie and then introduced the Birds of Prey. They didn't have to call it Birds of Prey. Yeah. Well, they didn't. They retitled it Harley Quinn Birds of Prey. Right. That's been another problem with this movie is it it doesn't know what it is. I agree with you, Dave. It doesn't know what it is. Like, it has an idea of what it wants to be, but has a real hard time, like, establishing itself you know it like it tries to be all things to all anyone who would watch it and then it, it just falls like you can make the same argument with guardians that what is it a superhero movie is it space opera is it comedy but it worked right because it had a consistent tone yeah this didn't right at all right there, there mm. definitely were questions about what was going on but but oh my god so and again oh my god all right all right so i, I mean i I like you know, I like Ian McGregor as an actor. I a lot. A lot. I think he's a, a brilliant actor. I don't know what he was doing in this movie to the point where when he blew up at the end, I was happy. <laughs> um, he all over the place. Like, is he a vicious gangster that you're supposed to be afraid of? Is he just a crazy guy? Is he gay? Is he straight? Like, so ambiguous about all of that stuff. And it was like... What are you doing? You know, I, yeah. I, I don't know. What did you get? What, yeah. Like, what did you think of, of Black Mask? No, I think you blew up well. I, <laughs> I, I, I think I think he did Jason Pollock, uh, you know, proud. That Jackson, Pollock? Jackson Pollock. Jackson Pollock. Yeah, yeah that's it. Uh, yeah, I think it's I think he does. 
honestly, I just don't think the care. I don't think the character knows what it is, and it's not his fault. I think he's trying to find something in the role that's just not there because, like, there's no like. I don't feel like he has a clearly stated purpose. Yeah. You know, it, it, well, no, his, his purpose was antagonist. That's yeah, and it's like that was it. <laughs> yeah, the villain's got to have something. Like the villain's got to have a goal. Villain's got like the villain is the antagonist of his own, or excuse me, the villain is the protagonist of his own story. The hero is in his goal, or the hero is is blocking him from getting to his goal. Right. Right. But doesn't how many movies do we see where the antagonist simply exists to stop the hero? Well, you know, well, I feel like on. this is one of those. His goal was. To get the diamond to finance yeah. his criminal MacGuffin. enterprise and take MacGuffin, over. right? Yeah, it's just, it's just MacGuffin. But but you know? every, but everything else about his personality was. We, this goes back to like I'm going to make an old reference here. It goes back to Highlander and the Gorga. It's like the the bad guy is crazy for no reason whatsoever, just to do crazy things. And like there will be scenes in a movie where the bad guy just does crazy, not advancing the plot. Just to show that he's crazy and, mm-hmm. you know, a bad guy. And that's it. And that's horrible writing because it, it I mean, if you want to up tension, you can't have a guy who's acting like a rabid dog and yet people are still following him, you know? Yeah. It doesn't, and, 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 you know, make it look like he's competent enough to actually be an antagonist for the, for the, the hero of the story, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, I just, I didn't get, I didn't. It's she, he, he, yeah, he was just, he was just basically chewing scenery in some of the, in, in some of the scenes. Yes. He was just, yeah. that's all he did. He like, he, don't plot, he, no nothing. It just nothing was, nothing was. They did call him Black Mask earlier on in the movie, but he didn't put the mask on until the very end. Well, that's just that happens, and that's something from old comic book movies that that kind of carried over to this one, where you know you don't actually make the villain look like the villain until the end, like. Yeah, I hate, I hate I hate shit like that. It served no purpose in this at all. No, it really didn't. It didn't. Yeah, and then and Ex- except that, oh, he is the black mask. There's the mask. Yay! No, yeah. it it was, and nobody was saying that. It was just like, Ugh. and what was the whole thing with like he was like like in the when you first see him and they've got that family uh crime family caught and and he's cutting off their faces and like yeah. He he, like goes ew because of a snot bubble. Like, it, like it's a character trait he kind of threw in there. But then I didn't really see that materialize in the rest of the movie, like him being a germaphobe or not liking gross things. Like, no, it was crazy, crazy bad guy being crazy for no yeah, reason because could, oh. you know crazy equals but antagonist. But it goes back to the it just being inconsistent. It was just it's so frustrating. Um, yeah. Uh, and then of course you said JD, you liked. Harley Quinn as I do, I like uh, Margot, Mar- Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. Um, yeah, so I feel the same way I felt about in Suicide Squad. I think she's the best thing. So, so, so the first issue, of course, um, uh, we have to mention this in honor of our good friend Joey DiCarlo over at So Wizard Podcast. He has a point. You know, you have her in 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 hot pants in Suicide Squad, and it's probably the best thing about Suicide Squad. And then <sighs> you take her out of the hot pants and put her in mom jeans in this movie. Uh well, it's not okay. It's not for you, dude. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm just kidding about that. But it, I mean, uh, girls don't need girls don't need to go to the theater and masturbate when they could very easily just sit home and watch you porn. <laughs> well, there goes another part of our audience. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, that yeah. Works. Um, 
I hate that critique. I know. I'm I'm teasing. I know, but you, you know how to get me. So uh, yes, 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 yes. Um, no, but I will say this: two things about, in all honesty, about the character. I do feel she hit the accent harder this time around, um, and I felt like it was again trying to go with the movie, trying to be more cartoonish in a way. Yeah. Well, Paul Dini was, I, I mean, according to the credits, Paul Dini was more involved with this one, so. Yeah, I mean, the character has that. That's part of, that didn't bother me because that's part of the character. Mm. Right. You know? But I mean, again, it felt yeah. like in some ways, not that Suicide Squad's good at all, but it felt like in some ways they tried to make her a little more grounded in Suicide Squad and that, like, they want the full cartoon aspect in this one. Um, and then, I'm sorry, there was a little bit of inconsistency in the fact that she had no issue with feeding someone to a hyena, but she goes into a police station with a beanbag gun. I mean, was that really just for the visual effects of having the, the bags explode and there being dust and, and sparklies in the air while she's going through the police station in slow motion? Like, so you see, but if that were really Harley Quinn, you know, the beanbags would blow up and the dust would eat, would like be acid and eat their faces Right, off. but it I mean, wasn't. It's like, it was right. just beanbag ba- bags that exploded with with sparklies in them. See, I did, I just that the part didn't bother me because I do feel like this character is trying to get away from being the Joker. You know, she's trying not to be what he would be. But at the same time, you got enemies that you want to have to taken care of. Right. And there's yeah. still a little bit of that. So I read that as in her her struggling with that aspect of herself. And like, because that's what the Joker would have done and what she would have done with the Joker, she's not going to do that. But at the same time, characters, you know, you can say characters are inconsistent, but human beings are inconsistent. You know, what we do one day isn't what we do the next. So I, I, I can write that stuff off as, as complications from characters, and people are complicated. So that stuff doesn't bother me. All right. I, I, I'll, I will give you that one for now. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just it To me, it felt inconsistent, but yeah, I can say you have a point in the idea of her not wanting or at least wanting the cops around to go after some of the people trying to get her. Yeah. I think that might be a better way to look at it. So, all right. Um, Plus, you're, you're pretty irredeemable at that point. Well, mm, that is the true, whole, too. The whole movie was kind of irredeemable. I don't think it was that bad. Like I, said, I just thought it was mediocre. I don't think it's horrible. I think DC... Oh, no, I, it's, it's not redeemable. It's not horrible, but it's still not redeemable. <laughs> I mean, irredeemable is a harsh... That's a, that's a harsh statement. Mm. Batman and Robin is irredeemable. Yes. Man of Steel, Superman letting millions of people die is irredeemable. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Like, this is just, like, I will still argue that's a way bigger character inaccuracy than anything from this movie. Or anything pretty much since the DC movie, you know? I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Yeah. yeah. Um. And again, we, we've already talked about uh, Montoya and her, like, yeah. just a, abandoning her uh, police instincts and police training and her job to go off with Harley Quinn. Um, the, the, the portrayal of, of uh, Black Canary really pissed me off. Yeah, I agree. I didn't like this version of Black Canary. I don't, for as many interpretations as we've gotten of Black Canary, I don't think a single one of them feels like Black Canary. Right. Yeah, I, the, the, the CW has Black Canary down down pat. No, I disagree. I don't think that either of those feel like, I don't like, of the, what have they had, three or four different <laughs> Black Canaries? Yeah. <laughs> Three technically, but they've only got two now. And it's and, it doesn't none of those feel like the Dino Lance from the comics to me. Maybe I'm wrong on that, but I mean just I just don't feel like they've ever really done her justice. 
Yeah, they've got, well, that that's much. Cl- it's way close. The CW is way closer. Oh, I'll, than yeah, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. This was like uh, she's a a singer, a, a nightclub singer, and and she's you know like somehow she's retained all of her compassion, even though she's been working in there for how long now with the black mask crazy guy, and and then you know the portrayal of her powers. Like you're just like. All of us DZ fans are sitting there waiting for her to use the character well, and use it and passes out. That is it's one, like, oh, good, it was a one-shot. Thanks. That was one of the things that, that bothered me, too, was like, and you can argue that because she had to use it so much, that's what caused her to pass out. But, like, she didn't use it at all before that. Like, Yeah, if you, like, they, didn't even, I, they, just, they just had a death battle um, on, on uh, Rooster Teeth with her and they did their stats. She her canary cry can go up to three hundred decibels. She should have been able to cause a a, a was it a an eight point earthquake with that. Right. She should that that what she did with it in the in this movie should have been nothing. She what could have it? liquefied the guys with that. Well here's the thing. Let's 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 play devil's advocate for a moment. Just because the comic Black Canary can doesn't mean the film Black Canary can. Second of all, if you have her using that power, then she be, then she should be the focus of the movie, not her. Exactly. Movie. So why why bring her into? I mean, like. Oh, I agree. That, because it's, because they it's wanted it to. Yeah, it's it's flawed. The whole thing is flawed. Like you can't have one one metahuman running around who's not using their powers for some reason. Right. Yeah. You know, it, it just and it's the old work. it's the old Superman problem. It's like okay, well everybody has to have kryptonite now because. Otherwise, he just automatically beats most people. <laughs> Can someone explain to me the impromptu costume change right before the big fight? Um, uh, nope. Mixless Pitlet? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, what, that makes as much sense as everything else. I mean, it's it it was you know it's exactly what you said. It was the fight scene time. <laughs> yeah, I mean that is another thing that really bothered me in this movie like all of a sudden they're and they tried to explain it away with montoya getting shot and her the old harley quinn bustier was bulletproof yeah but (laughs) just happened to be (laughs) but if she's a good cop wouldn't she have had a bulletproof vest on before she went into that situation anyway but she wasn't that good a cop apparently apparently like yeah like like that that was one of those things that like really bothered me. Like all of a sudden, it's like, oh, girl's got to have a costume change. Like what? Yeah, I got nothing. I got nothing to say. That's wrong because it's just what I felt like. And then a funhouse fight. Like, yeah. oh, don't forget how bad they portrayed. Um, uh, she, what's her name? Um, the uh, huntress. 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 Huntress should be utter badass. Yep. She's one of the best. She's one of the. She's like one of the top twenty hand-to-hand fighters in the DC universe. It, 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 depending on what her origin is, she 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 should have been kicking ass and taking aims, and they played her like a complete rube. Yeah, no, I'll agree. I mean, they, they they their excuse was, well, we wanted to we wanted to show what the personality of somebody would be like who'd only ever trained to kill people. That's not the personality you showed. You showed the personality of like an anime nerd person. Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. None of these characters felt like like their equivalents. And I, sometimes that works in movies where they change them a little bit and they put their own spin on it. Guardians being a great example. But this one mm. just didn't. It just didn't work. And then, of course, um, 
one of the issues I've always had uh, with DC movies, uh, especially when they involve Batman characters, is mm-hmm. taking a villain like Victor Zaz and making him a henchman. A Victor very Zaz, poor uh, henchman at that. Let's go ahead. I, Victor Zaz is like a TV villain. Like you could get an episode of a TV show out of him. He's never going to be a, oh, I'm a not... movie like a like a major screen villain. So I didn't have problem personally with that. I mean, it's like if they did that with the Tally Man, you know, something like that. Like Batman's got a lot of B or C level villains, and they're in my mind they're all free for fodder. So that didn't bug me. Oh, I don't know. I've always liked the character. Um... I didn't dislike him. I just just didn't this didn't bug me. If this was Scarecrow or something like that, then I then I'd feel you. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I don't know. And and then I understand apparently they want to distance themselves with Jarrett Leto, but then you're going to make a movie about Harley Quinn and her breaking up with the Joker, and you're not going to show the Joker at all in the movie. It's weird. Like it's very weird. Like like even if you find a replacement for him and show him in the flashbacks instead of Jarrett Leto, like what what? Like even scenes we knew he was in. They recut so you couldn't see him. Was he actually supposed to be in the movie at one point? I would imagine yes. I I, I think he probably was originally in the movie. Oh, I don't know. Let's look to the internet. To the internet? Do they have the Do they have the answers to all of our dreams? No, no. They, it's are. the internet. They they it's nightmares. It's mostly, all. I was gonna say mostly nightmares. <laughs> uh, so he was not in the film. They was not according to uh, what's her face. He was not shot. He was not. He was never in the film. Well, huh. but was he originally supposed to be, like? But because the scenes no. showing the flashback from uh, Ace Chemicals when she dives in and he pulls her up, like they're showing her body being picked up. We yep. know that was in Suicide Squad. We know it Correct. was Jared Leto picking him up. So now they've re-edited that so you can't even see him at all picking her up. Well, well, that's there's a reason for that. You cannot do that. You cannot show a person like without paying him. Mm-hmm. That's the uh, Crispin Glover rule uh, in filmmaking. That's true. So you can't do it. So if he's not in the movie, and from what I gather, he's still a salty dog about Joaquin Phoenix and that whole thing. So I don't think he would have even been in the movie if they wanted him to be. Yeah, I don't know. Oh God. I mean, they they and do they even like? Do they even say Joker? I'm trying to think in the movie, or do they just kind of? No, they they've said the Joker. Joker. They say yeah, Joker okay. a lot of times. Yeah. All right. Pretty sure. Yep. No, I'm I'm absolutely sure because they they yeah, they they definitely said Joker. Alright, alright, I'll give you that though. But yeah, I I just like I don't know how you do that. I don't know how you It didn't bug me. I actually kinda like how they tap danced around it, to be honest with you, because there's such a nobody liked him as the Joker. True. And we got a Joker that more people preferred recently, so why go back? And especially if he's not gonna have a bigger a bigger part of the movie, like I don't know. It, just thinking about her and him as Joker and Harley still rubs me raw because, like, he Joker should have been the villain of Suicide Squad. That should have been the mission to kill the Joker. Yeah, yeah. That would have made an awesome movie. Yes. Yeah. Not to have, not to have like another laser from the sky thing bullshit. <laughs> like laser gun. Yeah, it's so sick of that. <laughs> like that should have been the movie. Suicide Squad should have been a stripped down, simple, ugly, dirty movie where I have to kill the Joker, and that would have been Harley's character moment right there but but no but no david Ayer sucks <laughs> yep <sighs> so yeah final impressions final impressions i think we're i think we've beaten this to death um mm-hmm. 
Like the Joker with a crowbar. Yeah. Oh. So, so JD, then <laughs> you, 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 you could go first. You can, you can give us her, your final thoughts, uh, a rating if you wish, and, um, uh, if you recommend it or not. <laughs> I don't love, I don't love this movie. Um, it, but, I, but I also don't think it's for me. So I'm not, I'm not going to go out and pan it big time because I have talked to people that, that do enjoy it. So, um, that this movie's for you. That's great. It wasn't for me, but I don't think it's, I don't think the effort was bad. I do think it's a misfire, but I think that there are far greater DC's movie sins. So I, I give it two and a half minutes. Wow. Okay. Two, Three. excuse me, not two and a half. Two and a half is way too generous. Two <laughs> minutes. Two, two out of what? Two minutes. Two out of four minutes. Oh, okay, okay, not out of ten. Get- oh, are we supposed to give it out of ten? Okay, in that case, four and a half minutes out of ten. <laughs> okay, John? I was doing four, I don't know why. <laughs> uh, 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 there you go. I believe that was three is? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, pretty, pretty much. Three, three is three out of yeah. ten. I mean, I, I, all right. You know what? Uh, no, I, I think I'd, just to be fair, like like I said, I'd fold laundry to it, um, but I don't know that I'd do it a second time. No, you know what? Three, three's about it. Like like I would fold laundry to that movie. I don't know that I'd pay completely a, much attention to it, but I would not like if I saw it a second time on while I was trying to fold laundry, I would change the channel. I'd fold laundry. Is that a euphemism? <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's, uh, sadly, no. I I mean, you know, need need something to to um, keep keep the back of my brain entertained while I'm doing something mundane, and uh, you know it doesn't have to be that great. Like I can watch Red like several times. That's of, fun. Yeah, I know, right? So like Red, Red, I'll put the laundry down, sit down, and just you know pull out a beer and, and enjoy it. But but this, eh, I'll do, I'll I'll I will finish folding all the laundry while it's running, and then I may turn to something else when I sit down. All so right. three is good. Okay. Um, wow. Um, um. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, what else are you going to say, dude? Well, I'm going to say, yeah, no, this movie is, tone is inconsistent. Um, acting is all over the place. Uh, the only, I will, I, I'll give JD that. The only person that works in this is Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. Um, though she isn't quite the Harley Quinn everyone wants. Um, neither the, nor the one we deserve. You know, I, I may have given it a higher score, uh, until, you know, after I paid for the movie at full price, they lowered it on me. Screw <laughs> you, Warner Brothers. Um, <laughs> cold blooded. So, so given all that, um, no, I don't recommend you even fold laundry to it. Um, I, but if you must see it, then go ahead and see it. I know that Joe Fiore from the, uh, Crazy Joe, um, um, What's uh, extra? I can't remember the name of his show. I'm sorry, Joe. Um, oh. um, um, uh, loves this movie. And, um, really? Really? Yes. Oh, really? Yes. Uh, so, so Joe, I'm sorry. I, I don't know why you love it so much. Maybe you're in love with Margot Robbie more so than we are. Uh, she is lovable. I would wish we could have had him on. I would love to hear what he thinks. Yeah. Yeah, that would be cool. All right, Joe, there's an invitation for you to come on. Um, um, uh, we, we've crossed over with you, uh, 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 at the convention once or twice. So, so there you go. Maybe you can come on and defend the movie next week. 
<laughs> I'd love to hear that. I really would. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna give it three um, crowbars to the head. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jason Todd uh, got a better sentence because oh. he didn't have to watch it. Um, oh, he also, he also comes back to life. Oh, that is true. Yeah. Darn it. Sorry, Jason. Uh, so watch at your own risk. All right, boys and girls. Let's wrap up this week then. Uh, any recommendations for the boys and girls out there, John? Uh, okay, so after years and years, like this anime, um, because, you know, we're all shut-ins now. Um, but uh, after years and years and years of, of lots of other anime guys t- uh, and girls telling me, um, you have to watch Bleach because it's like one of the five, you know, top animes of all time. Um, so I finally got into Bleach. I'm on like episode 57. I'm, I'm just like downing them like freaking shots. And, uh, it's actually pretty good. There's over 200 episodes. So it'd be something to keep you busy while you're waiting for them to come up with a cure for this damn thing. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's actually worth a watch. Cool. And it's called Bleach. <laughs> so. Yeah, go figure. But it's an older, it's an older anime. It's a shonen jump, so you know, um, lots of fight scenes, lots of guys powering up. Ah, okay. <laughs> and you, JD? So last night, um, I couldn't sleep, so I popped on Netflix and uh, find it's so hard to watch. Like I love documentary, but I hate when Netflix is done with documentary. Like I don't want to watch a seven-hour documentary about a dude who raised tigers and may have may have killed them. Like, just <laughs> seven hours is too much of a commitment. But I did find something that was an hour and a half movie that really clicked with me. It is called The Battered Bastards of Baseball. It is a, it is a documentary about an independent minor league baseball team in 1978 run by Kurt Russell's father. Ooh. Bing Russell, who was actually the sheriff or the sheriff or the deputy, I forget, on um, Bonanza. Huh. Ooh, and he just, he's a baseball nut and decided him and Kurt would open up a baseball franchise and they did it with, they did it totally independent. They weren't affiliated with any major league team and they just took like the ruffians that couldn't wash in the major leagues. And it was fantastic. Like I, I left that movie. I walked out of that movie, went to bed last night with a smile because it was so entertaining how this story isn't a movie unto itself. I have no idea. Is that good? The battered, the, the battered bastards of baseball. So instead, we got Tiger King, is what you're saying. Well, they're both on Netflix. I just didn't. Yeah. I'm not. I'm, know, foot they, is, the foot is they, down. I'm not watching Tiger King. They, it it, it depends on where they put their resources. That's the thing. <laughs> they ain't putting. I mean, they ain't, they ain't spending. No, it depends on what they're. It's it's not the resources. It's what they're promoting. Right. All right. Well, I am going to uh, thank you for that, JD. I am going to recommend. Uh, well, first, I'm going to say. Uh, thank you to Don for filling in last week for our, for our good friend, uh, John. And Ooh. if you haven't already, make sure you check out the D squared podcast available wherever podcasts are available. Thanks um, for filling in for me, man. Um, also make sure you're checking out superheroespeak.com every week. We have three new comic book reviews from, uh, Don that are going up this week. So keep an eye out for those. Yeah, I haven't been doing much this week uh, other than watching Community on Netflix. So I like the show. So so if you haven't watched it, go watch it because there's nothing else to do, people. There really isn't. Uh, and on that note, as always, thanks for listening. And don't let your kid get caught in the door. Have a good week.